Happy Friday, team, and welcome to the Invictus podcast. We are up to the true episode 11, not like last week where it was the pretend one. It was number 10 last week. Number 11 this week. Yeah. <laughs> and we got it right. <laughs> i got to move closer. I think it's like the first time probably in a few episodes where we got it right, because I think we've had quite a few this season where we've been like... Nine, ten, <laughs> and I think that the Could whole the whole time like, like, we start off like talking very nicely, very softly, and then we get ten <laughs> <laughs> or a big laugh, yeah, one job. and everyone's like, "Turn the volume down." Yeah, I, th- I, I, was, I don't have an inside voice. So I think that's my problem. <laughs> well, that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking. I was Neither talking, of you do. No. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. <laughs> And I was talking to somebody about it, about this, about our volume. Yeah. Like the problems that we're having with our volume. Yeah. So when I listen back to a podcast and I'm like, I am being very controlled and speaking quietly and calmly yeah. and getting that right without the yelling or without the crazy pitch yeah. stuff that's happening. Yeah. I sound like I need to go to sleep. <laughs> I'm like, oh my yeah. God, I sound very tired. What is wrong with me? Oh, that's right. I'm just trying to take it down a notch. Yeah, I've listened to it like our podcasts, obviously, because I like listening to us talk. But, um, <laughs> but, then, but then like I'm so close to the microphone when I burst out into laughing and it feels like my whole brain has just exploded and my eardrums have just burst because I'm like, fuck, oh, I'm so loud. <laughs> so when... Quick story. So, um, I think it was like two weekends ago, me, mum and dad, bless you, Craig. Thank you. Joss, his partner, and Ashton came along. We went to go see Lena and Woodley at the uh, outdoor Malthouse Theatre um, in Melbourne. And I booked these tickets as Christmas present for everyone. And I had to buy six tickets because that was the deal because of COVID. Um, and I was like, I want to get close to the, to the stage. I want to get close to the stage. And so, we were all on like separate tables. It was few hundred people at this gig and um mum sort of brainwashed joss and i from a young age with lena and woodley's comedy so we it's very predictable to us because we know what's going to come and we know what the punchlines are and like when a joke was coming me and joss would look at each other and we'd be like oh my god i know a joke this is so we got really excited and my mum is very similar to me so she laughs at absolutely anything and everything that they do and because we were in the front row, it was just even more noticeable every time she would laugh at something. And I'm just sitting there going, fucking hell, mum, you are so loud. Like, just tone it down a little bit. But because she's so happy and she froths their comedy, she's just like, bah, ha, 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 ha. And, <laughs> and it was so loud. And there was one point, I can't remember the joke though, but it was like the whole crowd was silent. And then my mum was like, ha. <laughs> it was even, it was so noticeable, but like, it's, it's good to be with people that do laugh loud because it can be quite infectious. But at the same time, I'm like, I just, I just know it's coming and I could like feel my body preparing for her laughing and it, and it just takes over the whole theatre. Um, I think it's good because yeah. it, you know that you're already smiling because you know she's going to be laughing. Yeah. It makes you in a good mood. Yeah. 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 But there's Even though you're like, like, oh my God. Yeah. There's always one person in the crowd with a really funny laugh and I'm pretty sure that was my mother on that night. I <laughs> 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 just laughed in the next room. So I don't know if she was a story or if they were telling a joke. <laughs> but it was at the appropriate moment. 
Good but they're, they're still going. They're you still must. Going. You no, joke. Right yeah. joke. Oh, maybe I, maybe I enjoyed your joke. Maybe. Maybe. Everybody's laughing. I love the comedy festival. All right. Mm. I, I that was one of the bad things about COVID. Last it's actually year. happening this year. Is it, it really? is. Yeah. It starts next quite week. A, quite a few comedians um, from like the UK, um, overseas, like mm. early COVID. Yeah. Moved over here. Yeah. Purely okay. because of like the comedy festival and how much they make during the comedy festival. So there's a there's a few good ones. There's a lot of locals. Like we're not going to get anywhere near as many internationals. Yeah. But um, we, I we love the at, comedy festival. We were so. looking at one the other week, and um, but he was like two hundred dollars a ticket to go. Watch. What? Who was it? I can't think who it was. International. Yeah, it was an international, but I can't think who it was. Yeah, so, like, right. some of the big name guys, like, their their tickets are like priced right up, obviously, because uh, they're missing out on so much revenue as and well. Also, mm-hmm. they probably wouldn't be getting the same amount. People, people, people. people. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we just had to pause it and restart. So we might have said people five times. Yeah, I haven't actually paid that much attention to the comedy festival this year, but um, I think. Well, I think that it's most, happening. Yeah, well, most venues. Uh, are, well, they're not going to be at capacity. Yes. So they'll be. They pretty, need to make yeah. money. I think a lot of them will be pretty close to, to it now. Like it's like you go yeah. out anywhere in Melbourne now to a restaurant mm-hmm. or. Um, like a pub or something like that, and they're all bustling. There's no COVID nah. rules being followed. Yeah. Like you got, you got, you got. Well, there's you, some, but they're not really. There's none. Strict. There's none. You got, you got to like. Even when they had um. What about the, our Christmas party? Remember at the Chris at the Mill House? Yeah, that was, there was on none. the D floor. We were just like, Whoa! like well, that's, no, that's, that's 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 pretty much what it's like everywhere. Even you know how yeah. like um. A few weeks back, you still had to have like the mask. Mm. Like, what was it mask if you're not, unless you're drinking if you're inside? Yeah. Um, whenever that rule was, and um, me and a few of the boys went to a pub, and no one has a mask on. They just have a drink in their hand the whole time. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because who's going to wear a mask? I, is that is that ha- happening nah, still? That's no, no, not. No, 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 that's, that's, okay. That's been gone for a while. When I went out on the weekend, there was no, none of that. No. Nah, Pretty nah. sure. Well, yeah, you would have seen it. Was... We had to wear the mask. Only in in public, the Ubers. Public transport, yeah. that's it. That's the only and time on the train. That. And then on the way home on the train, no one was wearing a mask. Nah, so that, that midnight train, no no one was wearing a mask yeah. on that train. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting. It's mm. interesting. But it's Michael's birthday around around the time of the comedy festival, so oh. we usually go something for his birthday. Yeah, nice. Which is good if I organise it. Oh, you've got to organise it. Yeah, I've got to <laughs> Yeah, we'll get onto it. Yeah, because I reckon, I don't reckon tickets will last. Like normally, comedy festival you can get in mm. easily, anywhere, anywhere yeah. easily. But uh, yeah, I think this year just with no one being able to go overseas and stuff like that, and obviously not as much to do, people mm. are just gonna be like, yeah. even footy. Like, what's footy capacity at now? Footy's half, so I think the MCG can let fifty. Oh, I want to say it's fifty. 000. About fifty thousand. Yeah. Yeah, but like I see, I saw footage last night on Instagram <coughs> of some people at the Tigers game, and it didn't look that full but they're spread out over the four levels yeah so we're going tonight um so exciting yeah it feels weird i'm like where is it tonight is it g G? yeah but it feels it doesn't i don't know it'll be good when i get there but i'm like god we didn't even i didn't even get to go last year not one time yeah last time i went was what did Collingwood make the finals the year before can't remember anyway end of 2019 that the the 500 something days it's been 530 odd days or something. Not counting. Not counting. It was something. No, I'm not counting. It was someone mentioned it on Instagram. How many seconds? Yeah. <laughs> Holy moly. That yeah. was very specific. Yeah, someone said it on Instagram and it's been 500 and something days since the last time Official people football. could go to the football. Yep. Yeah, so Craig and I were talking about this 
um, during the week yeah. that it's coming up to that one year of our initial it first closure yeah. of the gym and we were working um, Do you remember what solely. the date was? Because... We had a look the other day, uh, like just looking on the news, oh. and I think it was around about the 26th. I'm pretty sure we yeah. could work it out if we just looked, on the Facebook. Podcast. On the Facebook, when or we podcast, opened. Yeah. You did a podcast like the we first We did, week. it was our first podcast. Because I was still living in the Bay, and I think my last shift there was like the 23rd, 22nd of March, and then it was not long after that. That was like, I think it was like the next week or something, the restaurant yeah. shut and went to takeaway. And then I remember going for walks because that's all I could do. And then I was listening to your podcast. And then it was like a real, it was a real weird vibe podcast because it was like, oh, there's this thing like lockdown and we can't do anything. We've had to close the gym. And this it was crazy to think it's been so like. So the been first podcast that we did was the, so it was the week, the Friday of the lockdown. That's right. It was the 6th of April. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Sorry, Okay. Because I think everyone went into panic buying probably like the very end of March and then the lockdown thing proper happened. Like, I don't know. Can't I don't know. I think go anywhere. It'd be interesting to listen to those couple of first episodes yeah. and we were talking about the toilet paper and, yeah. you know, guys, don't be dumb. There's yeah. enough toilet paper in the world. Yeah. But also, like back then, like no one thought it was going to last this long. Like everyone's like, oh, yeah, it'll be over in a couple of months. Because it was supposed to be like, four, like a four-week lockdown, the first one. I think I think coming out the other side of it and that being nearly 12 months now yeah. that I, I've kind of sat back and thought, I can't believe where we're at now 12 months later. Not the, for the fact that um, we're still navigating through this mm. pandemic, of how much we'd gone through like last year. Mm. Like to be on the other side and go, I didn't think... Like, oh, I suppose we were very hopeful, but thinking of being on the other side and having yeah. everyone back in the gym and being that. back to doing the open workouts and mm. the... Sort of training mostly normal. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I did my... I went to my first um, Olympic lifting competition mm, this week, right. last weekend, um, with... Uh, one of our members, D, competing. And that was the first time she's been on the stage for over well over 12 months. Um, or platform, not stage. 500-something days. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, similar. Similar to footy. Um, and being in the back room where all the um, other weightlifters are warming up and then coaching her through that, there was not as much protocol as what we have still in the gym now. Yeah, okay. Doing that. Um, so it was weird, but it was also weird to be there because yeah. there's like you, it like you were on high sensory because there's so much going on that you haven't been exposed to in the last twelve months. Yeah, and it was great. She did great. She did awesome. Yeah, she, um, did. Yeah, she got um, three personal bests, so that's good. that's pretty good. Mm. Um, but it's interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah, to you're go going back. back to the old norm, which yeah. you're. You know, unaccustomed to. Ago, yeah, you would have been fine with, but now it's like, oh, this is the norm, norm. <laughs> yeah. So my, I was supposed to compete this time last year. Yeah. At the same comp that she competed this year. Yeah. Which got cancelled. Yeah. Because of COVID, mm. the gyms were still running, but because they were at, um, and we had an indoor capacity at that point in time. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and we couldn't have that many people inside. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it just got got canned. Yeah, because me and Maddie and a few others, we were going to do the, the All-Stars comp, and that was meant to be, like, the last weekend of March last year, but then that got then, canned because yeah. of COVID, and I think they're doing it in, like, June or July this year or something, apparently. Apparently, but that's 12 months of COVID, and we don't know what's going to happen with us going into winter. I mean, everyone's got their fingers crossed about mm. it. And that we're not going to be in the same position that we were in 12 months ago and, you know, get the lockdowns or get the flash lockdowns. We, no one knows. No one knows what will or won't happen. So mm. we just keep rolling and uh, we'll see what happens. I think so. Yeah. So today we want to talk about opportunity cost. Yeah. So we talked about it uh, recently in one of our podcasts. I can't even think which one it was, but I think we just kind of br- touched on it about everything that you. We talked about it more in a in a in a bigger sense of like mm. for me training for Ollie, there was always uh, a co- at what cost? Like we got um cost of putting your training first, um, not spending as much time with your family. Um, training is number one in the in the diary of the day because yeah. you need to block out a certain amount of time. That's your priority. Yeah, make yeah. it a priority. It comes with sacrifices. Every yeah. every mm-hmm. opportunity, whatever it may be, comes with yeah. sacrifices. So we thought we'd touch on it on a smaller scale, or an, on well, a, just on a different scale. a different scale in terms yeah. of probably what most people come here for training wise. Because not everyone who comes here is training for. Uh, weightlifting competitions and stuff like that. Mm. A lot of people come here just to train just for a bit of wellness, might be for a bit of strength gain or weight loss or whatever. But often when people come, or whether it's here or to any gym, people have these ideas and visions of what they want to look like. Yeah. Um, and they might pull out like a photo of some fitness model and be like, oh, I want to look like this person. And <laughs> very, very quickly you're like, okay, that person probably trains five, six days a week. Probably on roads. Probably, yeah, there's there's a fair chance that their their nutrition will be very, very strict. They probably don't eat chocolate or drink alcohol or do anything fun. Um, They probably don't have a social life. And yeah, like a lot of them though, that's true. Like a lot of fitness models and stuff like that, their job is, that is is their job. They're they're paid to do whatever it is, like photo shoots, competitions, all that sort of stuff, sponsors. So that is their job is to to look good and work on their body all Mm -hmm. the time. So it's just helping people have a, a realistic expectation as to what they're willing to put in, what they're willing to sacrifice to achieve whatever the desired result is. Because yeah. a lot of the time people don't realize, even you know, if someone wants to do Muay Thai and they want to have a fight, and you're like, well, if you want to fight and you want to put yourself in the best situation so you don't get hurt in there, you probably want to be training five times a week, maybe six if you, got, if you can. Um, you got to make sure you're working on your weight so you're not going to be sitting too heavy and fighting someone who's a lot taller than you. So there's... There's so many sacrifices and it means that people aren't able to go spend as much time with their friends. They can't do all the social stuff. They've yeah. got to skip birthdays, engagement parties, all that sort of stuff where they'd be drinking or whatever yeah. um, to achieve their goal. So, yeah, so we dull that down to just basic aesthetics and you're training because you want to lose weight or you're training because you want to have a certain look. 
more training to have. I thought you were going to say six pack. <laughs> <laughs> Most people want that. Well, yeah. well that's yeah, well, that's that, that do, is a thing. They yeah. do. Yeah. There's the six pack, basic, the flat stomach. There's yeah. basic trade offs. Mm. So the, the trade off may be that you like a good beer, but you, the beer bloats you. Yeah. And doesn't leave you showing, you know, those six pack abs. <laughs> if you want the six pack, you're gonna have give up the grog. You have to give up the other six pack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boom tish. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm here all week. Okay, I'm finished now. Yeah. <laughs> you guys done. talk among yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. That's Mark about as good as it gets. Coffee kicked in. No, so there's there's trade offs. Like the the trade offs could be that to maintain your gym uh, regime or Mm -hmm. your training training that you are going to go to bed at eight thirty every night because you're going to train at six a.m. Otherwise, you're tired and you're not recovering and you're not getting your gains. Too tired. Yeah, Yeah. from the gym. Mm. So your trade off is that early night yeah because then you're cutting into time that you would have spent with your partner or yeah. time spend the kids the, your watching kids. netflix tv shows that you like to watch or whatever that's the time that you yeah. read re- you spent half an hour reading at that time mm. there's, a, there's always a trade-off there's, a there's always a trade-off sometimes it's cake and sometimes it's beer and sometimes <laughs> it's going out and sometimes yeah. it's going to bed early but we were talking about this in the sense of what do you want? What is your goal? And what are you willing to trade off to achieve that goal? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, we, we're talking about making manage, manageable goals or yeah. goals, you know, setting goals or... And we, yeah, we want people to achieve their goals, but we, but we know for long term, it's got to be something that's maintainable. Like for most people, yeah. unless, unless they are like incredibly, incredibly driven and like just have this laser focus on, yeah, I... I want to compete in for Australia and weightlifting or whatever it may be, yeah. um, then it's like a lot of people don't have that focus. Yeah. It's and not a fitness challenge. It's a lifestyle change. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really? It's not a diet. It's a lifestyle. Change. So it's, I think for people, it's not, it's, it's just knowing what's, what's manageable for their personality type and just yeah. really like, cause someone might come in and go like, they want this look. But then once you go through everything, go okay, like you're willing to give up this, this, this and they're like, oh no, and then all of a sudden yeah. the look that they want changes, and then they're like, well, I would still like to be able to, you know, have a drink with my friends every other week or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we're like, cool, that's fine. You can definitely do that, but like, you might not achieve this body, your first initial body type that you mm. want to get to, but you may be able to still get this one if we work out your calories and stuff. Yeah. So, so it's a compromise. Yeah, Definitely. and it is about it is a good way to help you sit down and work out those goals because we might say it as a like a fitness goal. I want to do X amount of pull ups. Well, to do X amount of pull ups, I need to have the time to spend doing pull ups yeah. three days a week yeah. to get better at this. Do I have time for that? Where can I get time for that? And what am I trading off to have time for that? Mm. Like, do you want it? Do you want it enough to do that? Or you're not going to do that, mm. so don't make it a goal. Yeah. I think, like, because um, Joss is my brother, he's done a lot of bodybuilding comps. So, like, when he's had to prep, I think I've spoken about this before, but when he's had to prep for a comp, like, he goes through, like, a oh, like an eight, ten-week period or something, 
and he'll be in a severe calorie deficit because he's cutting weight. He'll be sleeping more. He won't be drinking. He won't be socializing. He'll be avoiding going out on the weekends or with us out for dinner or stuff because he's making those sacrifices to get to a certain and that's weight. what you need to do. Yeah. Because if he didn't, if he didn't do it, he wouldn't stand a chance no. when it comes to getting on stage and yeah. trying to be in, you know, peak uh, peak physique peak shape. Physique, yeah. Um, mm. Like it's, it's it's just not gonna. Yeah, no, that was hard. And drunk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For the next Three time. times. Go. <laughs> But yeah, we laugh about that for half an hour. But it's like, <laughs> yeah, like with with those sort of competitions, it's mm. it's similar with martial arts. Guys generally do a camp. You do six to eight weeks leading up to yeah. your competition. You know, in that time, you're not supposed to drink. You're supposed mm. to be training hard. And I think if you want it away. hard enough, like well, that's what really separates people, it, doesn't it? At yeah, that level, sometimes they're like, oh no, that's all too fucking hard basket. I really want my beer. But if you really want to get to that level or whatever your goal is, well, this this, this, this is this is where out. I. Th- was going like well this is what made me start thinking about this for our conversation today Mm. because you know obviously like craig's had his fights and he's done all he's done what he needs to do to get there Mm. same with the ollie stuff Mm. like same with getting better at crossfit or whatever whatever the goal and we kind of go once or like whatever when you've done it once i make up my mind yeah like when I ran the marathon, someone yeah. said to me, but what happens if you don't, you don't make it? And I'm like, why wouldn't I make it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I'm like, I'll fucking well, crawl if I have to. <laughs> I'll run slower. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm, I'm going to do this. So I've already decided that I'm going to do it. Mm. And that yeah. means I'm going to do X, Y, and Z to do it. Yeah. So not everyone has that mindset. No, no, but it's, it's, it's definitely a pro like, I think it's a priority thing. So like when, um, I know when I had my first uh, professional fight um, when I was 18, 18, yeah, um, and I did a, an eight-week camp for it. So basically didn't drink, didn't socialize, yeah. didn't do anything other than train and work for like eight weeks. Yeah. Um, that was training, yeah, six days a week and then running on top of that. And like friends and stuff would be like, oh, party on this weekend or this and that down the pub and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And I said, like, just said no to it all because yeah. for me, that was committed. my priority. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wanted to win. Like, yeah. you don't, what's the point entering something if you don't, if you're not win. wanting to win it? Yeah. Um, but also, like, I didn't want to get in there out of, like, not in shape, get embarrassed, lose like, in front well, of friends and family. I try hard. And then, exactly. In the first place. So for me, that was, that was a priority. Mm. Um, so I think when you, measure up or weigh up your your priorities compared to other things Mm. if someone wants to lose weight is that more important than socializing yeah is it more important than going out with your friends every weekend and you know drinking 1500 1500 1500 calories in in cocktails um maybe not and if it's not that's fine that's not like there's no judgment and no shaming people on this but it's like understand your values understand your priorities and And is your goal more important if it's not just know it's going to take you longer well understand that if you if there is something that's not negotiable that you can't give up Mm. and it's going to get in the you get in the way Mm. then change your priorities Mm. or your goal to Mm. fit what you cannot go without Mm. because it we're not saying that when you want to get fit or when you want to get lose weight or when you want to you know get better at 
the gymnastics movement mm. that everything else should fall by the wayside just understand where your non-negotiables are yeah. to create your goals yeah and like a good example is i'm not going to name names just because i don't know if that person would, would want, want us to or not but a member who's been part of our gym for a very long time when she first started training with me before we opened the gym one of her non-negotiables was uh, a glass of wine every night sometimes more than a glass of wine um mm. and that person's gone ahead and achieved you know some really really awesome goals over the over her time all different all different different, but um you know lost a lot of weight but never never changed it because there was a conversation at the start as to this is something i'm not willing to give up um and then it was like okay well how can we work around that and those are the sort of conversations you need to have with you when when it comes to setting goals because someone might enjoy having a beer on a Mm -hmm. on a friday night after work or whatever and it's like okay cool well you know you might not be training for a world championship. You might just be training for a bit of health and to lose a little bit of weight. Yeah. Can we make that work? Yeah, probably. Mm. Yeah, definitely. So stuff like that's like even, I don't know, even if you're like eating out with your partner and not tracking your calories once a week, that's okay. That can work. Like you can make that work. Maybe not if you want to um, get up on stage next to Joss Huntley and do a bodybuilding <laughs> competition. Maybe eating out for those last few weeks isn't going to work. But it depends on your goal and it depends on, yeah, what, you, what, you're, what you're aiming for because a yeah. lot of these things are doable. I think you've got to surround yourself with people that are supporting that goal as well. Well, that's a big thing, yeah. Like um, going back to the Joss example again, like if he wasn't coming out with us, people would be like, oh, come on, like just come out and have a meal with us or have a beer or whatever. But he's like, no, I'm sticking to my goal. And then it's you're like... You're boring. Yeah, you're boring. Or like, why would you do that for? One drink won't you're kill you. You're in social life. Yeah, yeah, one drink won't kill you. That's a good one. Um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a common one. Um, yeah, and then I think it, it sort of makes you second guess like, oh, well, why am I doing this goal when you're constantly getting the opposite reaction of what you want from people? So I think if people are sort of not putting down your goal, but not really well, it's supporting fit, it's your fit goal, yeah, a lot of the time sometimes it's not they're not meaning to. It's not no. like it's not like they're trying to be an asshole. But no, um, yeah, in a roundabout way, they. But are I think sometimes people. it can be. This is like psychoanalyzing people here, but like if someone is drinking beer and then you go out and you're like, no, I'm not going to have a beer. They're like, oh, come on, have a beer. But that's because they're trying to justify their choice of having a beer. Correct. So I think it's just important to surround yourself with people that are going to support that goal, whatever your goal is. Yeah, what's well, a hard keep you on track a little bit more? It's a hard one if you're it is. if you're like like laser focused on a certain goal and trying to eat really clean, but then all your friends mm. all they want to do is go out and drink and go out for dinner all the time and yeah. go to Taco Bills or wherever and eat mm, high calorie food footsies. Um, <laughs> it's 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 again. it's pretty hard yeah. like, to. If they're not supportive of your goals and yeah. don't understand it, yeah. it's really bloody hard because they're just going to keep keep. It's like a push and pull fight. Yeah. Well, yeah. Then it then it's knowing knowing your non negotiables at the same time is like mm. okay, I've got two weeks. I'm just not going to be around those people for yeah, two exactly. weeks because yeah. I know my willpower is not is not going to be strong when I'm with them. Or yeah. two weeks is a blink of the blink mm. of the eye in the in the grand scheme of things. It's yeah. not like the best times of your life aren't going to happen in those two weeks. You're not going to miss out. There's more to come. Yeah. <laughs> you, you've got years. It's okay. Yeah. It's just a small part. So 
Yeah, if you if you can't make those decisions, um, and they are your non-negotiables, like I I I cannot be around these people because when I go out, they'll be like, "We'll get a cake," and everyone will eat it, and they're gonna shame me that I'm not having having my own birthday cake. Yeah, (laughs) then just yeah, we you make those parameters of like I'm just not gonna see them for this week, and I'll catch up with them next week when. My God, yeah, yeah. When yeah. I've achieved what I set out to achieve, mm. and I'm not gonna, then I'm not gonna feel bad about anything that I may or may not do. Yeah, putting ourselves in a better position. Yeah, and that links back to the whole trade-off thing. Like you just, that's your trade-off. You trade it off your few weeks with your friends or whatever to achieve your goal. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think understanding understanding all these trade-offs should make it heaps easier for someone to work towards their goal. Because it's, it's mm. like half of it's just knowing these these things yeah because a lot of people are completely unaware that to achieve x y and z i need to get rid of abc yeah 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 well that's that's the thing is like the the trade-off might only be a small amount of time Mm. it doesn't mean that you're going to have to continue that trade-off it's not like like we said it's not it's not always a lifestyle change yeah (laughs) it's you know just this thing that i'm doing this couple of weeks I know you listened to it. I don't know if you have yet, but Matt Fraser. No, I was okay. trying to find it. So he actually spoke really interestingly about how... So he came second for first CrossFit Games he did. And then he came... Then the next one, he thought, oh, I'm a shoo-in because Rich Ronin retired. Mm. And he's like, yep, yep, I'm a shoo-in here. Like, didn't really train Didn't really train super hard. Like, yep. just ate shit, didn't sleep much. Like, yeah, didn't okay. work in his recovery. Then came second again. Uh. And then he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and then he's like... It was kind of like a kick up the ass yeah. to go, all right, I'm going to nail everything. Mm. So then he gave it 110% on his third year wow. where he absolutely smashed it. Um, and he was kind of just like, like he was only really aiming for the one, mm. like to win one. And he said, like he goes, you know, he gave up everything to, yeah. to achieve that that year and sat, like made heaps and heaps and heaps of sacrifices, missed out on tons um, yeah. But that's what he was willing to do. Yeah. And then it spiraled onto what five CrossFit five, games in yeah. a row that he did. But now he, he's at that point of going, okay, like I've my trade off is I've, is I've done. done so many trade offs. Like I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. Like now I want to enjoy time with family and not have to get up and do two or three workouts, whatever he was doing a day. Mm, and uh, you know, like even like something simple, like he was saying, he hates eating breakfast. Like he's just not hungry first thing in the morning. But his partner would. Um, basically like be the parent and he'd be this little kid and yeah, she'd be like I've heard you've, him talk about you've, her before. you've got a like yeah. you're not leaving the table until you've eaten this and he's like oh I don't want to eat yeah. it and, um, <laughs> but he, he would have to obviously eat a lot of food too like a mm. lot of calories so like little things like that now but he would probably dread every morning going fuck I can't be fucked eating breakfast yeah. now he'll be able to get up and just be like yeah, you know what? I'm not going to have breakfast today. I'm going to yeah. wait and I'm going to eat later in the day. Yeah. I'm just going to have coffee and I'm going to sit here and enjoy yeah. my coffee. Yeah. And that's it. But like, yeah, he's he's achieved what he set out to do. Yeah. He made those sacrifices for that short period of time. And a lot of the time though, with some of the goals we're talking about, it's not a lifelong sacrifice. If someone nah. wants to get into shape, maintenance is a hell of a lot easier than getting into like a deep calorie deficit and doing that for mm-hmm. 12 weeks or whatever. Um, so... It might be, depending on the person, they might have to sacrifice for 12 weeks to get into the shape that they're willing, wanting to get into and willing to sacrifice. Mm. Then it's maintenance. Yeah. And maintenance still isn't easy. Like there's still, for a lot of people, like a lifestyle change element to it and changing their habits and behaviours. Yeah. But 
you could go hard for 12 weeks and they'd be like, yeah, I'm fucking really proud of what I did. And now I'm just going to go back to a maintenance and I'm going to stay at this weight and I'm going to keep an eye on things. But the, the 12 weeks of going hard was all worth it. Yeah, definitely. Someone else, it might not. Someone else, they might have a little bit further to go. It might take them 12 weeks doing that three or four times over. Like mm. Do 12 weeks hard, have a couple of weeks off, go again, a couple mm. of weeks off, go again. Yeah. That might be what needs to be done. But um, yeah, just knowing that there is light at the end of a tunnel, you don't have to be doing uh, this level of sacrifice every Forever. fucking week, every day yeah. for the rest of your life. When I first started doing um, the Olympic lifting and I was competing, um, I'd still go away with my friends because that was not something that I was willing to trade off. The trade-off was the sleep because the day that we would fly out anywhere, mm. I would be up. Stupid o'clock. Stupid o'clock and I'd be <laughs> in the gym and getting my training done before I left. Now that's dedication. <laughs> so I wouldn't have... But I knew that I was going to get on that plane. Yeah. Once I got on that plane, I put the headphones on. I don't Fine. need to talk to my friends while yeah, we're... Good in, night. <laughs> while we're actual travelling there. Yeah. And then they would do the same for me yeah. in a trade-off that we, they would find me somewhere to train. Yeah. I didn't train every day, but I had a yeah. specific program at that time. Mm. And they would... Well, one time we were, we were in Bali and they took me to a CrossFit gym to train Ollie and they went to a restaurant and then I had to get, I had to go get them because they drank too many Bing Tangs and <laughs> I had to pay for the Bing meal tang. because it was really expensive and I had to pay for it in Australian dollars. <laughs> so the trade-off was I had to pay for their meal so I could get training done. So the trade-off is always a little different. Yeah, it is a little different. I think that was my phone vibrating. Okay, was it? Um, well, maybe it was yours. I don't know. I don't mind the old big tanks. Like very easy drinking, <laughs> especially especially in Bali when it's hot. <laughs> yeah, when it's hot. I think the weather has a lot to do with it. Yeah, like, I don't think if you, you went know, down a pub down a here and going, oh yeah, I'll, I'll definitely go the bintang over whatever wouldn't other have, like, beer is on tap. Red wine over there or something it wouldn't mix up. Well. Nah, nah. No, just get a bucket. They're cheaper. 12 bucks. <laughs> oh, God. Whenever someone says get a bucket, it reminds me of when we, when we went to Thailand and we rocked up to um, Koh Samui and then we all went to that green mango club and then we had buckets. Yeah, we had buckets Remember? and Nicky Del Santo and um, who else was there? Was he? Yeah, we were, like, we were photos with him. I don't know if you what? did. <laughs> Nicky Dell was just partying, partying with his top off. Who else was there? Okay, so <laughs> the, the, the blue screen is blue. Like, yes, where sorry. was Bree? Sorry, I'm just blowing everyone's earphones off. I've probably got photos on my phone. I'm pretty sure I'm like on Facebook. Really? I don't. Oh, I don't remember that. I just remember being on the dance floor. That's because you had too many buckets. Yeah, I was had too many buckets. You were there that night. Oh, so. I know I was there. <laughs> they were the honey buckets, though, weren't they? Like you drank out of the honey bucket. It was like a bucket, no, it's a bucket like a like sandcastle like bucket, yeah. and then they mix like X amount of shots and whatever else is in it and then there's like straws all hanging out of it yeah and then i remember us being on the dance floor and then this little guy that was working for the club would like come up and, he, and you'd give him well, i don't know how much you gave him go get me a bucket go and he'd come back with buckets yeah i was like Woo! like yeah it's a big, <laughs> <laughs> a big night. sounds like a fun I time i don't remember the Nikki Del Santo so part. okay the trade-off was that you weren't going to remember the any other part was... <laughs> shit <laughs> it's, it's so funny like someone says a word and you associate associate it back to like some random thing well the yeah. Bing Tang bucket the Bing Tang buckets was a cooler bucket with ice in it full of 
bing tangs Ooh. that wasn't actually yeah. like a bucket, bucket of <laughs> bing tang. That would be gross. Yeah, that'd be gross. And I would not be drinking that. No. No, thank you. Yeah, no thanks. No, thank you. No, thank you. I'm going to find this. I Craig. really want to see it because I did not have. Yeah, I did not know that. I will find it. Keep talking. <laughs> Craig is looking through Craig's a whole array of photos <laughs> where there's fluoro shorts and fluoro bags. There was a lot of fluoro that. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, the full moon party, you get there and everyone's just like painted. Remember, we were like I was painting everyone. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you were. Yeah. No one knew what they were doing because they just had paint and then they were just like sort of smearing it all over themselves. So then I remember we like drawing. I was too. drawing pictures on everyone, and then we, and then they had like the the skipping rope that was on fire. And everyone, not not me. Doyle burned himself. People it? were like burning themselves on this fucking skipping rope, and I was like, "Like fucking hell, I'm going on that mm. stupid fucking thing." <laughs> my hair would catch on oh fire. Oh my god, <laughs> would, that would be the end of me. I'd be like, I have to go home now. My hair's all gone, um, <laughs> <laughs> and I will not be going anywhere for ages. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. I've got some, that, there's some really night, funny sure photos of like. I think maybe us. that's what the picture should be when you um, write the stuff. When I upload it. <laughs> photos of Craig and I. Oh, Jesus. Upload some... There's some real some doozies. Some photos. There are some doozies. I've got some doozies on my Facebook. I know that. Like, big group photos, and there's just... Yeah, it's, it's, fun times. It is a fun time, because that'll be like... Hang on, what year is it? 2021. So, this, this New Year's coming, it'll be 10 years ago. Is that ten years ago? Yes, ten, ten years ago. Ten Doesn't years that ago. Little baby s- Craig, little baby. Fire rope. Yeah, fire Don't you reckon that um, when people oh. say it was ten years oh. ago that it was um, long, long yeah. time ago? Who's that? Doyle and Rosie. Of course it is. Wait, I'm pretty sure this is one where he gets hit in the head, maybe. Oh yeah, they go. Oh my god. Yeah, you got hit in the head by the fire rope. This is not talking about trade-offs. No, <laughs> the trade-off of going on that skipping rope is potentially getting burned. The trade-off on going on that holiday was probably taking six months to get fitness back. <laughs> <laughs> There's Lacey's foot cut, cut open. That's we're all, right. we're all we playing, we're all playing doctor. Ben's like, I'm a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> the actual doctor moved out of the way. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, take my coat. You take Ben's over. Like bandaging his foot. I bet you that doctor thought, I bet you this doctor's more qualified than me. Because <laughs> no. I was the only chick, so it was like me and like, how many boys? Six, eight boys or something. And I'm just standing in this hospital full of boys that have burnt themselves and covered in paint and I'm like this is funny <laughs> you agree we'll find this hilarious yeah. it's a good time oh, have you gone that? It. oh buckets 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 I was talking about the trade off of training <laughs> with paying for someone's meal yeah. and then it just escalated <laughs> to burnt ropes yeah. <laughs> and I there went are to some t- absolute doozies on yeah, here when I went practice. to Thailand I didn't see that you need to go to the full moon party well New I Year's. I don't know. Well, it wasn't there for New Year's. You need to go for New Year's. I think Michael would have killed me because yes. uh, he wasn't with me when I went to Thailand. <laughs> I would have been dead. It's pretty funny. That would have been the trade-off. You can yeah, go. You can go full moon party, and I will kill you. Would <laughs> 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 you have anything else to add to trade-off? <laughs> Probably don't die. No. That's a trade-off. <laughs> A few people do the full moon parties. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's um, oh, I don't remember. Really now, though, or before happening it. Like, still I don't know what it's. I don't know what it's like now. 
But, it was 10 years ago. But it's like, you imagine, it's right? You're, you're, you're on a beach on an island and people just at the top of the island, the whole top of the island is just covered in tables with alcohol on them that you go and buy, whether it's like a straight bottle or something or yeah, a bucket or a beer or whatever. It probably wasn't even real alcohol. No, 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 not it at all. Awful. It's like ethanol for sure. Yeah. And then you've got the other side of the island, you've got a bloody um, magic mushroom milkshake bar yeah. and there's all sorts of stuff going on. And then imagine like how many people would get like really, really, really drunk and just be like, I'm going to go for a swim. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how bad can the water be? Because this, this, this island is strictly just for the party mainly. Like people go there for tourists. But um, Copenhagen, it, isn't it? Copenhagen, yeah. It's yeah, just like a party island. But we were island. on Koh Samui and then we had to get a boat to the party. And the boats, um, the, it's like a speed boat. Yeah. I've got photos of us on the boat and then we, did. Um, we went to the you've got to get a boat to come back And over. their boats were like... Shady. Shady boats. Shady boats. <laughs> not feeling well, it. I remember the boat ride there was much better than the boat <laughs> ride <back. laughs> The boat ride back was pretty grim. Like, I remember I, remember I got back and I, was, I think I was that crook. I just sat in the bottom of my shower for maybe an hour, maybe two. I don't know. Like, it, it just felt like time stopped and just had, had the shower on me. And that was a trade-off. And that was a trade-off. I was, trade-off. I was yeah. the, the unhappiest I'd ever been in my life. <laughs> I hit a low. <laughs> like I remember there was me, I don't know if it was the same, I think it was the same one. Me, Kyle Dor, it might have been a trip before actually. Yeah. And Liam Beale. Remember Liam Beale? Yeah. And there's three of I us. Saw him the other day. Did you? Oh, a couple of weeks ago. You can fill me in. Oh, we, we, just wasn't we sit, Maybe not on the podcast. <laughs> not on the podcast. We're sitting there the next morning because like it went through to whatever. 5, 6 a.m. the next day. We're sitting, there on, we're sitting there on the steps waiting for the boat to take us because we were staying on Koh Samui. We were on Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. We're sitting there, the three of us. And three students. Someone, someone took a photo <laughs> and we, I still got it somewhere. And like we're trying to smile, but we all just look like so unhappy and so <laughs> like we don't want to be there defeated. at all we, like, we were defeated but we had to wait around because there's so many people too who are in the same situation but they're staying on the main island so that's like catching the train home on the night out oh it's awful isn't and it and you have oh, to wait worse, half an hour for you're the train wa- <laughs> you're waiting like two and a half hours for a boat <laughs> Yeah, I just want to get on the next one and go home and cry in the bottom of a shower yeah, no but it doesn't come no yeah. It's <laughs> a good time. <laughs> Trade off of traveling. Things like Trade off happen. of a good night. You're going to feel yeah. crap the next day. You're going to feel shit the next day. Well, that's it, isn't it? That's, that's actually like a, a common trade off that people have. <laughs> it actually alcohol. is. Or like you're drinking at the time and you're like, ah, it's going to be fine. I'm not going to be hangover. And then you wake up the next morning and you're like, why the fuck did I drink? And then so you order fast shit. food because you're feeling sorry feeling for like yourself. Shit, and, and then you feel like shit even more. Yeah. Yep. And then you're training shit for the rest of the week. Yeah. You're recovering. If you for do the next train. Week. Well, that's true. Like, you, you, yeah, your training's just crap. You get the next poor week. sleep because your body's trying to process your alcohol and you can't sleep properly. And the fact of. What, what, what's it called? Social jet lag. So when you go out on a night out and you stay awake until 3 a.m., 4 a.m., whatever time you go to bed, and you get that shit sleep, it's like they've coined it social jet lag, like a medical term. That's yeah, what right. That's sort of coined I didn't out know that. Because it has the exact same effects on your body that jet lag has. So that's why oh. after a big night out, you sleep like crap for the rest of the week. You oh. train like crap, you feel crap. Like it's just this... Um, yeah, real. And you don't want to be social with anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, 
now you guys know there's now you trade-offs. Understand trade-offs. <laughs> and you should be good to go now. <laughs> yeah, well. real-life trade-offs, <laughs> not just training. <laughs> Our own stories. Our own stories. It's not where I was going. The Chronicles of Brian Craig. I know. It's like, this is my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's usually me who goes off in the tangent. <laughs> that was a good tangent, though. But it's not today. But not today. I'll see if yeah, I can find so when you're, doll photo. when you're sitting, find this doll photo. it's around somewhere. We'll, we'll find it. Yeah. When you're sitting down and you're writing some goals, yeah, um, don't don't get on your phone and look for photos because <laughs> you will just not get anything done. There's your trade off. <laughs> no phone time. Uh, think of what you might need to give up to to get better. I mean, sometimes it's money. Like sometimes you're going to pay extra money to do. A course or a, a couple of PTs with somebody mm. that will help you out with movement or mobility. Sometimes it's, um, you know, less sleep. Sometimes it's not having time with your family. Sometimes it's not eating the th- food that you want. But sit down and when you write the goals, think about the things that you have to give up and if you're willing to do it or not. Mm, definitely. Good one. Nice ending note. Anyone listen to anything good this week? I well, did. Oh, you go first. You go first because Craig, oh, Craig's already spoke about what well, we want to listen to. I've listened to two really good ones. First one I want to talk about is – no, don't play it. I'm doing a training. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to James Smith's podcast that came out on the 10th of March and he interviews this guy called Paul Paul Mort. Um, I've never actually heard of him before, but they discuss mental health um, – and this Paul Mort guy just bought out a new book called I Can Save Your Life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, um, after the podcast, it really sold me. I was like, I think his book would be really good to have a read through. Um, but they discuss about um, how mental health um, and like depression and anxiety is more and more common these days, even though there's not as much stigma about it as what there was, you know, 10, 20 years ago. Like people openly talk about their mental health now, but it's just getting worse and there's more help out there for people but people obviously aren't seeking it or be what it yeah so i had a conversation with somebody about this Mm. in a in a like let's take a back (laughs) step we're not talking about we're talking about um not talking about that you know serious problems serious mental health issues we're talking about resilience yeah and with the covid pandemic and having that having that negative effect of resilience because you've just been taken back to a, your safe place of being at home mm. and you were cut off from A, B, C, and D that used to make you feel anxious mm. um, but you could deal with and then yeah. being thrown back into those situations mm. um, and A, B, C, D, obviously they're – has, has taken on a new level because you haven't been exposed to it yeah. for such a long time and your resilience is mm. gone. Yeah. Oh, great. Um, and he also, this poor guy also said that, you know, um, I can't really quote it word for word. You'd have to listen to the podcast, but he quoted that like depression and anxiety is like a state of mind that you can choose to be in. And then the last seven minutes of the podcast, James sort of said to him like, oh, you know, if you could give like three sort of dot points at the end, like, like a few nuggets of life what would you say and he referred back to the depression and anxiety thing and the first one he said was to do with mindset so like if you're hanging around with people 
that are constantly negative you are just generating those negative neural pathways into your brain and you are going to think that everything's negative Mm -hmm. whereas like if you're hanging out with the positive people saying positive affirmations and all that sort of stuff you're going to create more positive neural pathways to the brain and it does work yeah there was um uh, treating your body with it was basically like treating your body with respect. Like, what are you actually putting into your body? How are you treating your body? If you're treating it like a garbage can, it's going to be absolute rubbish. If you're treating it with respect, it's going to respect like respect you back sort of thing. And then the other thing he said was palate. So language. So like the language you are speaking. If you are speaking in a constant negative tone, like it's not going to same thing as a neural pathways. It's going to recreate those um, negative neural pathways. So it's not only language that you're speaking, it's language that you're telling yourself and you're telling yourself. Yes. Yeah. It was really interesting. Like I, I was like, wow, this is probably one of the best podcasts I've ever listened to. So I recommend that's a big that. Goal. That's, 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 a, lot a, of, that's, that's cool. a lot of podcasts. Really yeah. It had a lot going on in it. It went for like an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. It was really good. James Smith podcast. Check it out guys. I think that's like, I feel like everyone, we've spoken about this before, everyone has experienced some form of anxiety, depression, whatever, or knows of someone who has. And I think for more information, even if you haven't, if you haven't experienced it much at all, Mm. the more you know about it, the better you can deal with people in your life when they experience it and like be able to be empathetic and understand. Mm. Whereas if like people who are completely not really exposed to it and then one of their friends or family members starts dealing with them Mm. and they're just like, just stop stressing feel better like it's like yeah no that doesn't work yeah you can't just like snap out of it but i think you've got to learn to control it and not let it control you like you've got to grab it by absolutely yeah 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 jordan peterson talks a lot about like when people are experiencing uh anxiety over certain things mm. you just need to expose yourself to bearable amounts of that thing yeah. and slowly build up that tolerance like what we yeah. were saying before so that you can eventually do that thing yeah by doing the opposite which is what most people do with anxiety is like you know hide in your room avoid yeah. the world safety mm. like avoid any danger yeah. and then everything becomes this big giant to try and conquer this big monster almost yeah and he also used an example of with anxiety like just say you've booked an appointment that's three weeks away and if you are anxious thinking about this appointment that's three weeks away he's like what is causing that anxiety like you need to face what is causing that anxiety or it could be a fact that you completely have nothing else in your world to worry about except this appointment. So we're just talking about creating a purpose of your life yeah. as well. Like if you feel like you've got a purpose or like what gets you out of bed of a morning, what drives you, whatever, if you don't have something like that, then all of these other little things will just create an anxiety for you. Cool. Yeah, it was a bit deep, to listen to it. Yeah, it was really good. Hmm. Next. <laughs> I did the you Matt had Fraser enough of one, that. So I'm oh, you, you that. I, yeah. I've listened to half of the Matt Fraser one. I, that's yep. the only thing I've listened to this week. I've been tired this week. Yeah, I've been tired this week. It's been a tiring week. I'm sick of fighting with my crutches this week. Aww. But anyway, the, the thing there's a there's a heaps of takeaways with the Matt Fraser. Mm. Uh, podcast. Is he competing this year? Is no, he he's, he's no. done. He's like not going oh, to compete he talked, ever again. They did really? talk. They did talk about. The won't do anything. No, they really? talked about doping, um, oh. and how he was tested and what he was was wasn't allowed to do. So that that I found that interesting because the the controversy in the CrossFit world mm. about doping, yeah, um, is 
you know, mm. crazy. Like, I'm pretty sure most people go, oh, I don't believe you. You don't dope. Like, I don't believe it. Mm. But he openly talked about, he, he didn't say doped. That was not what I mean. Mm. But he openly talked about being tested being told what was mm. acceptable and not acceptable and what he had to do. And he came from Olympic lifting background, oh, like a high level, mm. it was like Team USA camp level. So he was already exposed to it. Mm. So he came into the minds with the mindset of, okay, A, B, C, D, E, I'm not allowed to do, which he'd already had previous with the clean being clean in the sport that he was competing against competing in mm. before mm. so to him it was just like well no know, know your shit know you know what you're allowed to have and what you're not allowed to have and don't put into your body anything that people give you that you're not in control of and he yeah. and and they talk really openly about about yeah. that process um whereas controversy usually only gets talked about in crossfit mm with doping so it was good to get it from a from a perspective of someone who's quite open about the sport and what he did mm. uh, and he was clean i still don't necessarily yeah, believe that though you don't believe clean? that he was clean oh i don't i don't not believe but i just don't think that considering just because he's done olympic weightlifting which is tested much better yeah. people still get popped every single year oh he didn't he didn't popped. he didn't, didn't say that no, the no, sport no, was but, clean but i mean like in, in in all other sports and like no one's going to go on a podcast and be like oh yeah no i absolutely cheated for like for the last yeah. five years oh um, uh, no i don't yeah you know I mean? Look, so i, I, still I think for most of them probably do i like that he talked about it more openly yeah, yeah. and that there was um, times where he was tested and, yeah. and had to be accountable and had to be around for mm. testing like a normal yeah. sport where most people say, oh, they don't do that in CrossFit. You don't have to do that in CrossFit. And you can yeah. – look, there's definitely ways to cheat and they did go about that saying mm. like that because you get mm. plenty of time mm. to go to – like I'm going to be tested yeah. tomorrow so you have time. Yeah. So to to, of IV. to cheat. <laughs> so I'm not saying that there wasn't cheating mm. going on. I just normally it comes from yeah. a place of we found out so and so cheated. Yeah. Um, but they don't talk about the actual testing and how yeah. it happens, and we're just led to believe that they're not accountable as much as normal sport. Yeah. Where he was saying that they are more accountable. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It was interesting though. Yeah, it was a very interesting podcast. podcast. He did. He did. Um, have a lot of negative things to say as well as positive things to say about different stuff about CrossFit. So I, I liked it because it was I not think it was just his, candid. His, his honest opinion as someone who's yeah. been in the the world of it for however long. Yeah. And he wasn't – he didn't shit talk anything. He just said his opinions on certain things and some things were positive, some things were negative. Mm. But, um, yeah, I think – some people got their back up about some of the things he said. Oh, and they would. <laughs> but a lot, a lot of people in the community were still supportive over what he said because they're like, he's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Worth checking out for anyone who's like into CrossFit, into mm. the CrossFit scene. Um, otherwise, yeah. anything else, guys? Um, we're doing uh, fundamentals again next week. We are. We are. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday. If Bring you have... If you're listening to it and you have any friends who want to join or just get involved and find out more, just get them to contact us, email, Facebook, Instagram, DM, mm-hmm. whatever. We also had a great um, seminar last Friday. We were talking about that we were going to do that on the Friday. Which was awesome. 
Yeah, with Nicola, we mm-hmm. uh, would love to have her back and do another seminar. So if you didn't make it to that and you did listen to the podcast or... Or if you came and you want to bring friends next time. Yeah, that is that definitely too. on the cards. It was a, it was a really good talk and mm. uh, yeah. we, I, I got more out of it than... Uh, what I was, what I was expecting. Yeah. Um, because we've talked to Nicola twice on on the podcast, so I was I was really pleased because I I yeah. didn't not that I didn't think well, I was going to get anything stuff. out. There's a lot of new things. Yeah. Yeah. So much going. Like yeah, a lot. It was a lot, but it was good. It was very good. So we'll keep, keep everyone updated with when we're going to get her in next. Yeah. yeah. Keep your eye out for yeah, that. Maybe. Maybe sort of mid-year or early second half of the year, we'll try and get her back in. Hopefully, we can get some guys in too. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. Just me and Rav. <laughs> <laughs> Michael snuck in for a little while. He did. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, uh, have a great weekend. If, if you are listening to this and it's going to be the weekend, if not, have a great day. And we will see you next week for episode twelve. And we'll try and remember that it's episode twelve and not get it wrong. One can only hope. You can't <laughs> promise anything. Right. Can't promise anything. Bye, guys.